Hello, you're listening to Reviewing History, your comedy history podcast. I'm filmmaker and teacher Brian Rupert, joined here by... Your first mate, Stephen Bagliaco. And... Coxswain Aunt G. <laughs> Coxswain. <laughs> what does the Coxswain do? I don't know. But he's Swain's a nautical cox. guy. Swain's cox. He's yeah. He's swaining all those cocks. <laughs> yep. I'm so happy right now, dude. Uh, Master and Commander is one of the greatest movies. We ever have made. an entire like nautical theme. <laughs> oh yeah, you love this shit. Yeah, I should have. While I should have started the show with Ahoy, mateys. Yes. Yeah. You. Of, what the hell does that mean, Avasti mateys? Missed opportunity. <laughs> so we're doing. A long-awaited Aunt G pick. Yes. Now, have you guys seen this movie before? Okay, so he has my history with this movie, and Brian, I have a history Brian with this is movie a big too. Part of my oh, history really? with this movie. Yeah. Oh, yes. So, I did not see this in theaters. However, when it was coming out, I desperately wanted to see it. Like I'm like, no, you were in movie. high school, right? No, I was 13 years old. Okay. Uh, I was in the eighth grade, I believe. Okay. And I was like, fuck, I got to see this. Now, keep in mind, this is right around the time Lord of the Rings was coming out. Um, That's a good time. Oh, my God, what a story. Nobody year. wanted to drive me to the movie theater to see this fucking thing. You're at the whim of your parents yes. still. So I did not see it in the theater. However, when it came out on DVD, I bought it day one, all full of excitement. I put it on, and I watched it with my family. And I liked it. And thought it was boring at the same time. I thought it was a boring movie, but I still enjoyed it. Yeah. And it always kind of stuck with me. And I watched it again after that, just by myself, and I still kind of felt the same way. It's a boring movie, but I still like it. And I maintained that I liked it. And I would <laughs> talk about it all the time with Brian. <laughs> Brian and I would discuss Master and Commander a lot. Mm -hmm. And then finally, but he had never seen it. No, I had seen it. Oh, you had? Yeah. Right, 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 right. I have my own history, which I'll talk about Go ahead. that relates you to you. Pick it up. So I was a big Gladiator fan. Mm -hmm. Like me and Steve watched Gladiator that was and our like shit. and we fucking loved it as Still kids. this day, one of my favorite yeah, movies. It's ever, amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when this came out, I was fucking excited. Yeah. It's fucking Maximus at sea. Right. You know, that's <laughs> what I thought it was. Right. And I remember I watched it on we got, I think, the DVD from Blockbuster. And I was like, this fucking sucks. This is boring and <laughs> right. shit. And me and it's him not would fight. Gladiator. Yes. Me and him would fight. Like, he would say, it's like horrible. And I'd be like, no, I'd it's like, good. It's like the worst fucking movie ever. It's, it's good, so but yes, it is boring. Mm. But I like the boringness of it. Well, there's a reason for it. And then one day, I watched it again. And I realized. Oh, fuck. That's why it's boring. This is one of the best movies ever. <laughs> yeah. There's not a boring moment in it. It is perfect. Every <laughs> shot is absolutely... This is a perfect movie. I'm, I, I'm telling you right now, I'm giving it a 10 at the end. <laughs> this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. And every time I've seen it since then, I like it even more. And me and Brian, I made... right before. It was not long before we started doing this Yeah, well, it was like within a year of the show. Dude, it was... I like made weeks. Brian watch three it with me. Three weeks he wanted to do this. No, but yeah. I'm talking about when me and him watched it. Oh, oh okay. Um, when, when me and... I made Brian watch this with me, and oh, okay. I turned him on it too. I've, gotcha. I've, so I hadn't seen it since I initially hated it when I was two thousand three. A young lad. I'm, I'm still in high school. Right. I'm not mature enough to Understand pick up how great the themes and yeah. get how great it is. Yes. The second time, 
really, really loved it. Yeah. Gotcha. And I'll save my thoughts for how I felt on this review until mm-hmm. the end. First time seeing it. Ah, this is so good. Okay. And tell uh, me about initial thoughts. I, what did you know going in? I knew that this was a Russell Crowe movie and that Ant loved it. That's all I knew. Uh-huh. I did not know any of the history of it. I did not know the themes. I, I really didn't know. I knew it was well-received by critics. Like, it, it won a lot of awards. I don't think it did that well. It, it was did. a flop. Right. But, but by the critics, it actually did mm-hmm. well. It won awards. It's up against Lord of the Rings. It's up against Pirates of the Caribbean. It was a rough year to beat those. Yeah. But it, and I it, think it won two Oscars th- and 20 other awards. I think the movie really, its sensibilities appeal to adults. Actually, it, can you look that yes. up? Yes. So I will tell you, it was nominated for Best Cinematography, Sound Editing, Picture Director, Art Direction, Costume Design, Editing, Makeup, Sound Mixing, Visual Effects. What did it win it, for? It only won for Cinematography and Sound Editing, and it lost everything else to Return of the King. Only mm-hmm. two Oscars. But it won other awards, no? Uh, I think it won like 20 well, other like smaller, Golden Globes. Yeah, like like BAFTAs and shit. Yeah, like 20 other smaller awards. On the Wikipedia page, I'm not seeing that, and I'm not going to go too crazy yeah, it's okay. for it. I, I, yeah, but it, it's like... Oh, uh, here, there's a there's a Wikipedia page, list of accolades. Yeah. Um, it's a decent amount, I think. I think recently Russell Crowe has been doing interviews and stuff and like writing on Twitter about this movie. Really? And he's been well, like... Well, it's been a punchline since it came out amongst regular people that mm-hmm. like it's bad and boring. And people will chirp him on Twitter about it and he'll be like, you're too dumb to understand. And he's right. Yeah, he's right. History people love this movie. Like, it's fantastic. It's a commu- The community of like history buffs adore this movie. Which is uh, funny because it's all bullshit. Like it's not a real. It's historical fiction. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's they took a, a fictional story and plopped it in a time period, and there you go. Like there's really, I I don't think there's too much real history to talk about. Well, there is and there isn't. Like obviously we are going to talk a little bit about the Napoleonic era. Yeah. Where this takes place. Yep. And uh, I think Jack Aubrey's character, the character Jack Aubrey, who is Russell Crowe. Um, this is based on a book series, I believe. Yes, uh, is I think the character himself is kind of, and some of his exploits are based on a guy named Tom Cochran. Okay, who uh, is one of the most like decorated English seamen of all time. He has a ridiculously insane career. There's, uh, if you're interested in him, I can highly recommend the channel Epic History on YouTube. Did an hour long. Video documentary Bleep that. about him. Bleep that. That's the competition. You're supporting big history? <laughs> Fucking mutiny on our bought. hands, boys. He was bought. And no, I'm sorry. It wasn't Epic History. It was Kings and Generals, did it? Oh. Put, put this guy oh, on the fuck. Yeah, two podcasts. <laughs> Hang him up. Uh, Whip him. Whip him. <laughs> but I do, I definitely think that uh, at least two moments in this movie are inspired by events from his life. Okay. I guess um, we'll talk, we'll talk about that, that yeah. when we get to it. Uh,. But yeah, the but what it captures perfectly is the feel is the feel of the time period and and yeah what life must have been like in Nelson's navy. And you know? to to that point of like oh if you find this boring um it's because life at sea at times was so boring that it drove you fucking mad. Well, <laughs> I, I like think that's like a big part of this. The reason I brought up Lord of the Rings before is because in a 13-year-old's mind you want battles. You want right. giant battles. Right. Yeah. There's two. Yeah. 
and the beginning so and the end. Yes, and and, so and everything in between. Like when you watch this as a teenager, is like, Brutality. all right, well, when are we going to get to the fighting? When are we going to get to the, the action? And what you don't realize is that everything is so perfect, and it's it's building up. The character yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. And yeah. that's what's way more interesting than any of the battles. Yes, and the maneuvering and the seamanship and all that shit, and you just get transported into this. You, you know, feel like you're on the early ship. 19th century world. You are on that ship, right? That's what you feel like. It and I sucks love that. that they didn't like do the whole series. Uh, oh, I mean, well, it, it flopped. If it flopped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So this is based off of a book series. I don't know much about the book series at all. I do know that this particular film takes plot lines from the book Master and Commander and The Far Side of the World, which are two, yes. di two different books. Two different Jack Aubrey books. Yes, and in The Far Side of the World, the villains are the Americans. Really? Who are hunting down English whalers. And in, the, in the in In the Pacific. Book. And oh, that's cool. they wanted to do that. Well, the director wanted to do that. But he is making an American movie for American audiences. We're not going to see movies we're where not, we're the villains. Right. Yeah. So he opted to change it to the French. That's wise. Yes. Like smart move. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah. Let's, so let's I guess we can just start right off, right? 1805. It's April 1805 specifically, and that is my one little nitpick right now because the next line after that is Napoleon is master yes. of Europe. <laughs> only the English and just stand the, in Napoleon's way. Yeah, only the English Navy. Yeah. So um, Napoleon is debatably master of Europe at this point. This is before his masterpiece at Austerlitz, which will come in December of that uh, year. Okay. Uh, Austerlitz is his like greatest battle, his greatest victory. He destroys the Austria. The Holy Roman Empire is dead after this. Austria is like abolished. Uh, the That's Russians really are defeated. when they, yeah. yeah. Um, when that battle is over, the English Prime Minister, William Pitt, will say, roll up the map of Europe. We shall not need it for 10 years, meaning the English will not be entering yeah. the continent for yeah. at least 10 years. Yeah, and he's pretty much correct. Um, Trafalgar hasn't happened yet. That is in October. So that is why the big threat in this movie is the French buildup on the Normandy coast. They are Napoleon wants to invade Great Britain. Mm -hmm. And the only thing stopping that from happening is the, the British Navy. Um, Which is the greatest uh, Navy sure. in the world still. Yes. and But the French have a formidable one so as well. So real quick, the British Navy... After the Spanish Armada, they control the seas That's from then on, right? No. No? That was 200 years before this. Well, I'm just saying, I felt like I feel like they're like the best Navy in the world for almost that moment Certainly on. Certainly in the top contenders. At different times, the Dutch are going to be powerful, the French are going to be powerful, and the Spanish are going to be powerful. Uh, after, Well, you know what? The Spanish are kind of on the wane after that. That's what I'm saying. Um, but there's ne they're never... They're probably the best, yeah. But they're never dominant, you know. Like okay. there's contenders. Like look at the American Revolution, which is only a few years before the start of this movie. F the French Navy is crucial to True. winning that war. You True. know, um, they got to help Al Pacino. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Not again. Please God, not again. Um, but yeah, Britain is under threat of invasion, and if Nepal, if French troops land in Britain, it's over. The British army cannot stand to the French army. Yeah. Not by itself, anyway. Uh, when, you know, when all these Napoleonic wars come to an end and, you know, you have victorious Wellington at Waterloo, it's not the British, you know, 
dominating France. It's a coalition of all of Europe. That's they, everyone yeah. came together. Yeah, yeah. right. And um, he had been bled out, fucking, you know. Yeah, for years at that point. Real quick, I, I looked it up. Mm-hmm. So there are um, twenty-one uh, Jack Aubrey novels. Holy shit! Uh, the last we, had, we could still be yeah. pumping these things. Out. The, the last one, the guy died as he was writing it, so it's like an unfinished one. That when they are they published. from? Uh, when are they from? The first appearance is Master and Commander, mm-hmm. and in that is 1969. Oh, these from the 60s. The last one is 2004. Oh wow! Well, 69, so it's 70 to 2004. Wow, 21. Yeah, I remember uh, when I bought the DVD, it came with one of the novels. Really? Yeah, I have oh, a copy of the awesome. novel. <laughs> that's actually. I never cool. picked it up and read it, but it's there. <laughs> you might have to now. I, and the the other thing in the text at the beginning, like you mentioned, it says, "Oceans are battlefields. <laughs> <laughs> we are strong. Heart ain't too hard. They're wrong." But yeah, His Majesty's ship, the Surprise. Surprise! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> 28 guns, 198 souls. They are on the northern coast of Brazil, mm-hmm. and their orders are intercept the French privateer ship Acheron. Acheron. Yeah, great name. Sink, too. burn, or take her prize. Right there, I, I was like, I'm in. <laughs> like, like, that, that's it. I, I already know I'm going to love this. Fantastic. This is one giant. Star Trek episode. Yes. <laughs> this is, dude, as I was watching it this time, I was like, I was like, you have bones. Yep. That's the doctor. Yep. And yeah. then the other He's guy. He's clearly the, the best Kirk ever. Yeah. yeah. And the other guy is um Spock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, his like. The one he gives the ship buddy, to at the yeah. end. Yeah. And uh, it's Balance of Terror. Yeah. It's, it is. It's the one with the Romulans. Yep. That's my favorite, T- well, my second favorite TOS episode. I think I did that episode on one of my the favorites. podcast Trekking. Yeah, when that still it existed. It was so good. Mm. <laughs> That's like the sub one, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, it's good. <laughs> but yeah, it's the three-person dynamic, mm-hmm. yep. you know? Yep. And then just we get from A to B and how we get there. Yep. It's a simple story. It's, it, it really is. It's, there's... Um, it's like we got to get take down this ship. They the the goal of the ship in the movie is they want to expand the war into the Pacific. The yep. uh, Asheron is a privateer, which is a privately owned ship. It's not a part of the French Navy per se. Well, they pay someone to go cause trouble. They are sent out to raid merchant vessels, and in this, their favorite target is the whalers. Right, so they want to fill their hull up with as much loot as possible and bring it back to France to fund. The Napoleon's whalers, of course, wars. haven't relocated yet to become the Carolina Hurricanes. They're still That's the right. yes. Hartford Whalers at this time. Yep, makes sense. Um, <laughs> we get some uh, below deck sleeping hammocks. That's one of the first scenes we see on the ship. And uh, are either of you as terrified as the ocean as I am? Because so, this is terrifying to me. I never thought I was. Yeah. But I, we have a mutual friend who was big into fishing and used to have a rowboat. Yeah. Uh, and he took me out on the ocean in his rowboat one day, and it happened to be a pretty rough sea at the time. It's fucking horrifying. Did you have a life jacket on? I was too fat jackets. for the life jacket. It didn't <laughs> oh. fit over. His life jacket was too small. Life jackets were okay. for kids, though, that rowboat. Yeah, he had a kid's life jacket yeah. he's given me. <laughs> it barely fit me. Yeah. I took I, it off. And I... I was going to die if we... Get him is supporting the whalers. There you go. Uh. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Fucking master. It's command. terrifying. But <laughs> watching this, it was like the fear kind of left me, and I was like, this is just the action-packed awesomeness. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, yeah, we start off. It's fucking Pippin. And they can't yeah, see through the fog. <laughs> Fucking Pippin's Pippin. there. <laughs> he, so he's in this Good and point. Return of yeah. the King the same year. Yeah, killed and it. <laughs> Octavian Caesar himself. Yeah. The young, the young, uh, young Domina. Dominus. <laughs> yes. So yeah, they think there's not a single shit, chick right? the whole. Oh, there's one. There's one. There yes. And there's I was gonna point her out once we got. There. Yeah. No, there's a there's a there's a couple. They're all like native. Yeah. Brazilians. Yeah. That's yeah. all. Yeah. That's well. That's all there was. Yeah. Um. You said they like they can't see through the fog. They think they saw a ship, but, but they're, they're not, not sure. Really sure, this opening is just—it's cool. Oh, fucking chef kiss! You just—you <laughs> were loving it, right? Oh, dude! <laughs> <laughs> you just see little flashes of light in the fog, and crows just like everyone down. Yeah, and the 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 cannonballs but are hitting, and there's chaos. There is a quick oh. little character moment that's important before that happens, and it's. The uh, the guy Hams no, no not Hams what's his name William the guy who will eventually kill himself spoiler alert uh, um, spoiler alert yeah. he can't he hesitates yes he he's and not he's sure to he's give not the order. sure if he should give the order to wake everybody up because yeah. you know it's like early in the morning but he decides to yeah well the no other, he doesn't no, the other guy makes the decision for the other guys like no we're going for the it younger that's guy. it yeah. yeah which is the right move yeah and uh, the Asheron attacks and we see oh, so the cool. You really get a feel for the devastation oh that a full broadside is yeah. going to do to one. They of these get things. fucked up. <laughs> you uh, like, and it's so chaotic because like, there's so much going on on that deck. There's ropes everywhere. There's weapons. There's chaos. Everyone has a job to do. They know their jobs. The yeah. professionalism is insane by all these guys. Yeah. They're, it's very well clear trained. that these are expert seamen. Mm -hmm. And that's what made the British Navy so fucking good. Like, these guys trained constantly, and... He had... The guy had... They were just fast. better. Hold fast. Yeah, Tattooed yeah, yeah. on his knuckles. Yeah, just, that's, that's cool a sea dog. Yeah. Any, any standard past, now, future, yeah. that is the coolest tattoo. It <laughs> yeah, just says cool. hold fast, and he puts it together and just stares at the kid like... Ugh. Um... Love you it. see the splinters. Yeah. When cannonballs hit these, the the British Navy ships were mainly made out of white oak, right? Yeah, hard um, wood. Yeah, very hard wood. Uh, <laughs> and when, but it just wasn't strong enough to stand up to a certain level of cannon, yeah. and it explodes. And what you're not, um, you're not trying to kill guys so much with a cannonball itself because mm -hmm. that's next to. You know, you have to be very lucky to hit someone with a cannon. You're trying to sink the ship. You're trying to make as many splinters go yeah. as possible. Because <laughs> what those do is they maim people and right. injure them go to the you. point where they are no longer functioning human beings. <laughs> For instance, the young kid, the kid who plays Octavian in Rome, uh, gets loses he loses his arm, his arm right there yeah. in the first From scene. a splinter, and it's absolutely brutal. Yeah. The surgeon room on these ships is vicious. Mm -hmm. And they portray it perfectly. It's it's just sick. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. But uh, he manages to escape. Yeah. By um, they attach the well, small rowing boats to the front. Yeah. And they push themselves faster right. into the fog. Oh, that that's another thing. The Asheron came up on them. They had the weather with them. The weather gauge. The, yeah. Uh, the wind. They had the wind in their back, so they had control of the battle. And the the surprise in Brussels Crow ships 
their only choice was to yeah send out the rowboats to kind of mm-hmm. drag them against the wind. Yeah, and they managed to pull themselves into a good wind where they can sail. They can away. get away. They get escaped yeah. into the fog. And this is when you find out that the captain of that privateer ship is a masterful captain. Because well, Crow were, gives him props. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, yeah. I love the meeting scene, which again is a Star Trek. Yeah. Meeting scene, like in the ready room, mm-hmm. and he's basically like, "Yeah, we got beat." Like, <laughs> yeah. well, they said they were seven weeks sailing, and the French had their exact position. Yes, and it's implied that some spies tipped them mm-hmm. off that they were in the area. Yep. And there, he's like, "Well, we're gonna pursue them," and they're like, "Our cannons didn't even." pierce their hull. We can't do this. And he's like, yeah, well, yeah. we're gonna. We have to. That's our orders. It order. doesn't matter. Which is just, is there anything more badass than that? Well, that's, really? it's the ultimate heroic thing where it's like, yeah. yup, we're probably gonna die doing this, but Outguns. that's our honors. Mm-hmm. Outgunned. Our outmatched. country needs us. Yep. And an interesting thing with this movie, it was a big year, I guess, for naval warfare. It was like in the air. Pirates. That same year, the first Pirates of the Caribbean came out that summer. Yeah. Which I think also hurt this movie. Probably. Because that's a huge blockbuster. A yeah. Oh, three, man. Wow. We don't know. We, we didn't take. Uh, I did. We took it for granted how good things used to be. <laughs> how good movies were once. They really were. Like, <laughs> Lord of the Rings, Pirates of the Caribbean, this. I, I got a question for you. Yes. Is Pirates of the Caribbean kind of the last adventure movie in the old style of like Indiana Jones, no. Jurassic Ooh, Park, no, that type of stuff? I don't think is so. Is there one after that? Like fran- like a franchise? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Pirates is the last one. Pirates, I think, is the last original. That's really right before everything turned into superheroes. It's 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 in the middle of that, you know? Like maybe if Uncharted took off, but yeah, that's, that's based on I a video it. game, mm-hmm. then there's only one. Right. You know, there's like <laughs> seven pirates movies. You could probably something. argue Fast and the Furious is now an action adventure movie like that. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> you're not wrong. No, not, I mean I'm it not, is. You know? But you know, he's, you're thinking classic yeah. Hollywood yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I would, I would consider like Men in Black to be in that group. Okay. You know, remember like, we saw the last one, Men in Black Three, Four. Oh God, I forgot that even happened. Yeah, that yeah. was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of now one that popped into my head. Uh, Tomb Raider was like almost that too. That's the same time period. But it's the same time, yeah. Mm. Huh. Yeah, movies just uh, you know, you they don't make them, them like that anymore. No, no. You're not gonna get them anymore. Wow, we sound old. We are. We old. are old. Oh, good, good. <laughs> this is old, like near boomer talk. <laughs> <laughs> Millennial so. and age boomer in spirit reviewing history. <laughs> so we watched some surgery with. The whole crew is just watching him drill a hole into this guy's skull. The whole skull. fast guy. Yeah. I think he's old Joe or something to say. <laughs> <laughs> sure. He's got, he's got some Surgery pressure in his skull. Yeah, he's got to open up his skull. Show his brains <laughs> to everybody. Sea dog for life. Yes. Is Ooh. that his brains? No. No, these, these are, are his brains. brains. Who plays the doctor? Uh, that is, I almost said William H. Macy. It's not William H. Macy. Fucking, what is his name? God damn it. Uh, he plays Vision. Paul Bettany. Oh, okay. Paul he's Bettany. He's the robot. Yes, he's the robot man. Vision's good actor. Robot? Very good actor. Vision? Yeah, he's an I android. Know, you asked, like, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, Paul Bettany's a good actor. And then an interesting Marvel tidbit I was waiting for later. Mm-hmm. The guy who takes command of the ship at the end, 
The Frenchman. Not the Frenchman. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. His, uh, the, uh, you know, the his spa. His, his guy who's been with him. His first yes. mate. His first mate. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, it is his first mate. Has oh. a very small <laughs> role in the MCU. He plays the real life Jarvis on the Peggy Carter TV show and in Endgame for one brief scene playing Jarvis. And Paul Bettany voiced Jarvis as an AI. And What's later, Jarvis? the Vision. Jarvis in the comics is the Avengers' butler, Tony Stark's butler. Oh. And in the movies, he's uh, his AI system that he talks to. Like, Jarvis, plot this course and mm -hmm. shit like that. When does the Marvel Universe get so big that it incorporates every single human being on Earth? Like, every one <laughs> every of us actor? is going to be... Not, not just actor, like, us included. Like, we're all going to be part I of I would Marvel. die to play a Spider-Man variant. Isn't, Fat Spider-Man. Isn't Julia Louis-Dreyfus in the Marvel world now? They put her in, yeah. See what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, it touches everyone. Everyone's going to be Who in the she? Marvel universe. <laughs> she plays Countess Detessa, I think is her name. Why does that name sound so familiar? She is, like, putting together... What I think is going to be the Thunderbolts, like in like a Black Ops secret Avengers team, I think. Oh. It's not confirmed yet what she's doing, but that's uh, you know she's that's there. what she's up to. All right. Well, we find out that everybody's a big fan of Lord Nelson. Yeah, he's a celebrity. He's a celebrity. He's the most legendary seaman ever. This is currently a column in London with his statue on it. It is. Yeah. Yeah, Nelson's column. It looks cool. like the statue, the though. monument in London, uh, Trafalgar Square. Um, Some people are seeing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nelson. Nelson is the hero from the Nile. Uh, his character, uh, Russell Crowe's character, was there with him. In yes, the, yeah, served with him. Yeah. Uh, he defeated the French fleet when they invaded Egypt. And he will in October of 1805. This movie is in April. Again, okay. Uh, win the Battle of Trafalgar, which at the time is the largest naval engagement ever. Wow. Uh, which basically saves England. It saves Britain. The, the French fleet is on its way. French and Spanish combined fleet. It's on its way to invade uh, Great Britain. And Tr Nelson saves the day. He will die in that battle. He gives wow. his life. Yeah. His ship, the HMS Victory, is currently the oldest uh, naval ship in the world still in active service. Really? That's yes. so cool. They keep it in service just like... Yes. Respect. They're These. not putting it into battle. Right. right. <laughs> Imagine, like, like fucking thing, right? this galleon, like, yeah. coming. <laughs> <laughs> the second oldest ship still in service is the USS the Constitution. Ah. And it is very obvious that the USS Constitution is clearly... The inspiration for the Asheron in this movie. Uh, they talk about, not long after this, um, in the film, there's the two guys that come in with the model of the ship. Yes. And they talk about the design. That the guy, the one guy had seen it being built. It's Yankee built. They built yeah. it in Boston. Um, I don't think the French were buying ships from the Americans at the time. However, the Americans were definitely building some of the best ships in the world. Now, would the Americans sell them a ship? Yes, I don't right? see why not. Why not? Yeah. I mean, yeah, They're if the, the French, French government yeah. wants to buy a ship, they go can ahead. go to them, yeah. but they have yeah. their own mm -hmm. way of doing that. Um, the Constitution, I remember before I said that the British ships built a white oak. That yes. is a European tree. Uh, it also grows in the United States, and we use, they, the Americans were using that too. And what they would do is they'd make one layer of white oak 
in the middle is a different kind of oak that only grows in the southern U.S. Ah. Um, and it is harder than white oak. And then they do a third layer of regular white oak. So you got this triple wood it's layer. sandwiched. And that is why the cannonballs cannot penetrate. They bounce right off. They've done tests on this. The Constitution, when it did fight, the Constitution's from the American Revolution. It won. Like, it's an American Navy ship that was winning against the British Navy in its in its battles. It's just that well it's, built. It couldn't be, they, they couldn't penetrate it. You know, it's like an invincible Shannons. God himself could not sink this ship. <laughs> and it is currently sitting in Boston Harbor as a museum piece, but it is technically in service to the U.S. Navy. Um, That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> we find out that the Atron has 44 guns, which is a almost double Crow's ship. Yeah. It's faster. It has a stronger hull. Everything about yeah. this screen is do bigger. not go. <laughs> There's a great moment towards the end of the movie where you see them next to each other. Yeah. yeah. yeah and you yeah. just watch like the Astron's like humongous yes. compared yeah. to the surprise. Look, it's bigger, it's faster, it's stronger too. Yeah. yeah. It's the third member of the DK, DK crew. crew. <laughs> First. <Yeah. laughs> you know, their cannons can fire in spurts. If he shoots you, it's, it's gonna, gonna hurt. hurt. <laughs> Sea shanties rule. Oh, they start playing the violin and singing. Sea shanties. Yeah, apparently Russell Crowe learned to play the violin for this movie. Really? Yes. Actually, That's cool. And he said that it was the hardest thing he'd ever done. Really? Learning the violin. <laughs> what a, what a ass. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. the you see the relationship between him and the yeah. doctor. The very next scene is the uh, the model which we spoke about, mm. yeah. and now we see natives. And I was reminded of the. Uh, Mutiny on the Bounty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The last great sea movie we <laughs> <Yes>. did. Yes. <laughs> the movie was awesome, yeah, too. The, the Brazilians <laughs> come out. Portuguese colonists. Yes. Yeah. And we find out that their privateer ship is three weeks ahead of them. Yeah. Which is They might as well be gone. Far, yeah. <laughs> and then he... T- Russell Crowe tells a story at dinner. Well, they refit the ship at sea mm-hmm. with like whatever they have. That's Russell Crowe's decision. Yeah, yeah. he's like rebuild it on the fly. Right. And then when they stop in uh, in Brazil, they kind of get new supplies mm-hmm. and, and stuff. But they, they had been at sea, you know, refitting the repairing everything after the battle mm-hmm. for three weeks. So now he goes, um, you know, he's there and they're at dinner, and he's like. Did you know Nelson? I spoke to him on two occasions. It's awesome. I'll never forget the first time I spoke to him. He said, can you pass the salt? <laughs> really funny. Yeah. yeah. And then he said, the seal of king and country kept him warm. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's a fucking cool Yeah, line. it's a great Nelson line. And then we get the one of the funniest jokes in, in film history. The line that you and I have been quoting to each other for <laughs> close to 20 years. <laughs> The lesser of two, two weaves. <laughs> <laughs> They're well, having a ball. So we got we got to set it up. Yeah. yeah. So there's <laughs> the doctor starts uh, spouting off some Republican shit. Do you notice that? Yes. Mm-hmm. He starts talking about like hierarchies and uh, yeah. absolute power corrupting. Yes. And he's starting to sound like a Frenchie. Uh huh. You know, <laughs> so, talking about liberty, yeah, equality. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, Russell Crowe puts him in his place by making him choose which weevil. Yes. (laughs) Which one would you pick? Of these two, which would you pick? 
And then he goes, ah, there you see, you've made... In the service, you must always choose the lesser, lesser of two evils. And, and they all crack up. And yes. then someone has, like, a line about, god damn the man who puns. <laughs> yes, yes. You can just see an audience in 2003 being like, what the fuck is this? Yes. Yeah. Like, if you're not into it... Right. This is the line that's going to turn everybody Dude, off. Dude, you already have edgy new metal, and, like, yeah. everything is about being edgy. Yeah. <laughs> it's the edgiest time period ever. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there like, that was pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it, it's such a good character-building film. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, everyone. Yep. The ensemble's yeah. amazing. It's like so the, we haven't talked about like the minor guys that are just like there yeah. and have the, every like, actor is great in this. Yeah. yeah, I love the the like fat guy, and like <laughs> who gets a bullet in the head at the end. Yeah, <laughs> and every like every scene, even the ones that are so minute, have mm -hmm. some connecting factor, and this is one of them. Yes, because they're sitting there laughing, they're being hearty, and it pans out, and you see the ship watching them. Mm hmm. Like, it's like, oh, their laughing is actually getting them caught in the darkness of the sea. Right. It's like, the, oh, The wow. Asheron is hiding out in an inlet. Yep. And um, it, he, they're watching them. There's uh, what you were saying. Like, you may, they, you understand why this crew loves Russell Crowe so much. Oh, yeah. You, oh, know? Yep. you love Russell Crowe. They respect him, yep. and they'll follow him to hell. Yeah. Like, you love Jack. He, without, He's lovable. Yeah. And he has a... Mo I'm, I'm skipping ahead, but I just want to talk about it because he was talking about the kind of the character building stuff. Sure. Um, there's a moment when he pulls that guy who's having problems into his office there. Yes, his yes. Cabin, oh, yeah. And dresses him down for fraternization. Mm -hmm. There's a very subtle moment when they're singing uh, Farewell and Do Spanish Ladies. Yeah. yeah. And that guy uh, starts singing with them. Mm -hmm. Yep. And they all look at him. Like, what are you doing? And they're like, ugh, they're yeah. like grossed out by his singing. No. And the reason for that is, is that he's an officer. Yep. And they, he shouldn't be fraternizing with them. And they know that instinctively. They're like, he should be above us. Yes, you're supposed to pre present yourself the a officers certain way. fraternize with other officers. And that's what we see at that dinner. Right. The, the, uh, the underling men, they fraternize with each other. Yeah, they're doing the same there thing. There is a the wall of respect that must be maintained at all times. And when yeah. that guy tries to be their buddy... The system breaks down. Yeah, and when the system breaks down, we, we break, break down. down. <laughs> yeah, the podcast is very much like the ship. <laughs> like when we have guests, we don't fraternize with them. You know, like no, <laughs> they're just there. You know. <laughs> so uh, they sit on the Brian side. Yeah. Of the <laughs> so we have the Atrons on their tail. And Crow's like, did I kill like a relative of this guy? Like, yeah. And his friend is like, he fights like you. They yeah. thought that they were three weeks ahead of them, but no, they've been waiting for them. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and now they've got them again. Got them on there. The yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, shit, we need to do something. And I, I love was, that line. He's done this to me twice. Now he shall not he's do it. Not third. Doing yep. it <laughs> this was so cool. This scene is like right. Oh. So, so this is the first of the uh, Thomas Cochran moments. Really, uh, this it, was a real thing. Yeah. So oh my god! In the movie, <laughs> they manage to outrun the Asheron all day until darkness falls. Yeah, and they have no wind. They build a raft with lamps on it. 
to make it look like because once darkness falls, they can't see, all they can see is the lamps of the ship. Yep. Um, and they kind of drag the raft behind them so that well, the it, Asheron will think that it, the lamps of this raft are the lamps of the ship, the top of the mast. Right. It's it's so. You have the ship, you have the top of the mast that has the watching deck. It's like a, almost like a cross. They built like the top of that and put it behind their ship with lanterns so the Asheron will think that they're further ahead than they really are. Mm-hmm. And that, that means, okay, they'll try to catch up to this ship once we shut the lamps off, and then we'll get behind them. Right. And they kind of like maneuver around, and it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and this is real. Well, in the real version, they didn't build a raft, but it was uh-huh. a bucket with the lamp on it. But it's the same exact same thing. Same concept. Dude. Yeah, that's uh, so cool. It's it's awesome. The, uh, you got you love this tactic type stuff, right? Yeah. And th- this is what I have. They're like, we got to turn three times. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's like a little superstition thing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and they have someone wrapped in like a blanket. It looks like. Yeah. And I was just reminded of Summer High Tie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with Mr. G. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Where he's going, spin, trying to make spin. Yes, yes Mr. G. <laughs> <laughs> can, can we explain what that is real quick? Sometimes I was a show on HBO where this comedian, this Australian comedian, yeah. he played three different characters. At a school. And one of them was Mr. G, who was like the art teacher, uh-huh. and he did performance yeah. art. <laughs> and one of the things was like he wrapped himself in like a blanket yeah. with like a like a rice style hat. No, he dressed up the kid like He dressed that. a kid like that. Yeah. He's making the kid spin yeah. in a circle. He's going, spin, Chinaman, spin. <laughs> and that's all I thought of in that scene when they're spinning they're just around. Up. <laughs> yeah. So they, they switch their cor- course to tell him and one of the guys on the ship is like my God, that seamanship. Yeah. Like, he's, he's so, so impressed. impressed. Yeah. And that's like our fans when they're listening to Ant on the podcast. <laughs> My God, so that's impressed. podmanship. <laughs> that's how you pod. That's how you pod. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a storm and ha- two things, two things. One, how do their top hats stay on? Are they like clips? Because <laughs> like, it's like a hurricane and, and they're just, it they're fits on. very well. I've never had a hat They're, like that. Uh, why did they lose the Asheron? They have the to storm do they, something. The fog. They get lost in the fog. The storm. No, no. There's a reason. The mass snapped. So there's oh, a, right. there's they're a chasing, really big storm. They're chasing them they're chasing through Cape Horn. They're getting hit. Mm-hmm. Like Cape yeah, Horn's like the roughest water on Earth. You might remember from... Yeah. Uh, Bounty. Mutant on the Bounty. They yeah. try to get through and they can't do yeah, it. Yeah. It's, so they're, they're struggling to keep up. And the mast falls and they have to drag it behind. Uh, but uh, how do these guys like not all just die from pneumonia? <laughs> I'm like, it's so insane to me. This life, like they're, they're li- they live hard. They're lives. sick all the time. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, okay. yeah. They always got scurvy. Yeah. So, yeah the, the mass snaps, and this guy will uh, falls. He's he's on the watchtower. He falls, mm-hmm. and they have a choice. Well, he's trying to rescue the officer guy who's been having the will. issues. Like no. the, the guy who falls into the ocean and dies. Mm-hmm. Is trying to rescue that guy. Right, right. Yeah. But what's happened? So what happens is the mast falls, and it's dragging the ship below. Yeah. So if it goes too far down, they're going to capsize, and all the people on on the lower deck mm-hmm. are like terrified. They're praying. You see them. So he has a choice: cut the cord, mm-hmm. kill them, or stop chasing. Kill one guy. Yeah. Kill the one guy. Save everyone and keep the chase, or stop completely and right. save the one guy. And they choose to kill the guy. Right. And it's so brutal. 
It's the but lesser of two evils. Exactly. <laughs> it's so vicious. Yes, it it's is. It's all about choices. Yes. At that point, if you're the guy in the water, you just have to force drown yourself, right? Like you're It's going to happen regardless. You, you just got to Yeah. Don't you got to keep swimming and like Or sit on the mast and hopefully find land, I guess. Like You're whoa. probably dead. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a rough situation. And now this is There is wreckage tomorrow. to hold on to though. So there maybe is. I like to think he made it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's a high hopes kind of guy. Yeah, maybe some <laughs> passing Portuguese ship came and picked him up. Yeah. <laughs> and this this creates a, a pretty big strain for the crew because they all feel like they should have just turned back weeks ago. They blame the guy. They think mm -hmm. he's a Jonah. Mm -hmm. um, and they decide to sail south. So Captain Ahab has to have his whale. Has to go hunt his whale. Yeah. No! <laughs> That's it. Picard, blow up the damn ship! No! That's <laughs> <laughs> the thing. <laughs> One of my favorite things in all of South Park is, when yeah, is, is there's there's oh, a South Park completely episode. Completely, if you don't know it, you'll never catch it. No, yeah. So yeah. it's <laughs> it's the episode um, with Finger Bang. Oh wow, it's that early. It's though. it's that episode with yeah. Finger Bang. And Stan is asking his father to tell him about when he was a, in a boy band. <laughs> and his father goes, no, no. no and he smashes. But the audio is from first it's contact. It's the first contact yeah. audio. But you would never know it. <laughs> unless you're a big nerd like us. Oh. <laughs> they show a, a guy sitting on the front of the ship taking a dump. I, I yeah. caught that. It yeah, was weird. Yeah. I mean, where else are you going to shit? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe the back of the ship, not the front. <laughs> you get hit by water. <laughs> like, like, well, then you don't have to wipe. The water did something? the job for you. The first time I was ever on the Staten Island Ferry. You took a shit off the front? No. <laughs> I, went, I went out to the- Did you say I'm the king of the world? No. Uh, I went out to the deck, me and my friend, my friend Mike. Mike. And he was standing to my left. And I was standing to his right. And we're looking over the edge of the at ship, the, 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 the ferry. The propellers. The pro I was looking at the propellers. Oh, yeah. um, and he <laughs> hocked a loogie out into the sea, but the wind took it, and it went all over my face. <laughs> <laughs> so it went, thump. And I got a nice loogie to my face. <laughs> that's that's what antlers. I was about to say, is that when is relentless? Is that when the spit fetish started? <laughs> and when I right became there. turgid, I knew. <laughs> we went to Ground Zero later that day. Just, oh really? Yeah. That's um, funny. That's funny. Ugh. So they decide that the their main fleet. Is going to get attacked, so they can go to the Galapagos Islands. Go into Galapagos. Galapagos. <laughs> That's all I thought Rocco. every time they said it. <laughs> Turtle on his back. That's the best in the episode sun. of that show. It's amazing. <laughs> go into Galapagos. <laughs> no one knows what the fuck we're talking if about. You know Rocco's modern so life. So many references in this. <laughs> Uh -huh. Yeah, so they uh, they make for the Galapagos, the Galapagos. And the, don't yes. they make like a big cake with like Jello yes. out of them? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, those captain parties are killing it. Yeah, they like, they, they do have all a right. good time. Yeah, 
And the doctor is a naturalist, if we haven't said it Yes. Yet. He's a so he, He's like Darwin. He's very excited to go to the Galapagos and discover new species. Has Darwin happened yet? No. No, right? No, they just know that nerd. the islands are there. They haven't really been explored by So anyone. he's like, if I find something, I'll be the guy to discover it. Yeah. Right. It's a yeah. big deal. Yes. We talk about bugs, talk about animals, but Jack sees there's some remains from a wreckage and some people that they got to pick up. Whalers. Whalers. Yes. He's like, oh. We're close. We got to keep tailing. Well, they knew the English whaling fleet was around the Galapagos Island. That's why they're going yeah. there. They figured that's the prime target mm-hmm. for uh, the Arshon. Yeah, the Ashron. So, but they just uh, they just missed them. Mm-hmm. They just missed them. Yeah, they pick up some guys. Yeah, the and surgeon wants to stay, but he's like, "Shut the fuck up, nerd." Yeah, they have a fight. Yep. Well, he had promised them that he'd let them while yeah. they re- yeah. while they get food and stuff, just yeah. to let them walk around the island for yeah. a while. But he's like, no, "Nope, gotta go. We gotta go." Yeah. Yeah. Like, we got to fight this. Right. And he's like, damn it, Jim. <laughs> uh, and then a, a cormorant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Flightless cormorant. No, no. Uh, the, the I'm sorry. No, there was another bird. The flying bird. Dodo. Oh. Who, <laughs> that, it's like a dodo bird. No, those those don't live there. I know, but it just looked like one. Um, Condor? Like a duck bill. It's albatross. Yeah it's, yeah, it's an albatross. It's flying. A, it's following the ship. And the doctor there goes the mariner. <laughs> <laughs> um, the doctor goes out to look at it. Oh no, you're skipping a lot. Oh, okay. What I skip? Go ahead. Do you want the guillotine in Piccadilly? Uh, you know, you, he, he's like <laughs> he gives he's a nice nationalist speech. Yeah, because he wants them to shoot cannons within a minute. Right. He's training them, and uh, yeah. the British Navy, like their goal was to be able to fire two cannon volleys within ninety right. seconds because they're outgunned so right. brutally. And that's what Brian does to us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you oh, want mediocre me. history lessons? <laughs> <laughs> we have to do three episodes. Two, <laughs> two episodes in under four hours. <laughs> <laughs> But he can't show up on time. (laughs) You want to tell your family shitty jokes? (laughs) (laughs) But they do it. They do it in a minute and ten seconds, and he's like extra grog for everyone, and they they lose. Ah, yes. But that's why it's important, because they do all this practicing, and then there's no wind, and they get stuck at sea. Oh, yes. Yes, Yes, I did skip a lot. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, they're just completely stuck. They can't go anywhere. That's when they start... Talking about the young and dude. Russell Crowe is like, I can harness the wind, but I can't make it happen. Yeah, it's a cool line. <laughs> um, the the rumor starts going around about the guy uh, mm-hmm. being a Jonah, and Jonah, of course, is a reference to Jonah from the Bible, Jonah and the whale. Jonah and the whale. Uh, he's a cursed sailor who God he's he's angered God, and God is punishing him. And the sailors on this ship are like. Well, we got this guy is a, is clearly an issue, and even Russell Crowe is starting to believe this. Yeah. Um, well, he's insubordinate. He's not insubordinate. Yeah, he got, one of the guys uh, gets up and starts walking away, and he doesn't punish him. Well, he wa- he's that's from the front. He wants them to like him as a friend instead of as an officer. Yeah. And when he when Russell Crowe sees it, he's like, this guy's weak. Well, Russell you know. Crowe finds the guy, and it's like, we have to flog yes, him for, yes. for that. Well, Paul, Russell Crowe is not going to yeah. tolerate insubordination. Right, just like him. No. Yeah. That's I why our backs are all yeah. fucked up. <laughs> I don't tolerate insubordination. <laughs> yeah. I don't do it. <laughs> I run a tight ship. <laughs> yeah, he has that guy flogged. Yeah. Right. But they give they, they have this scene where he goes down under the deck, and everybody's just so saluting him. Yes. It's all, not a salute. It's a, a thumb. They put but a thumb up to it's their a mock. It's a mock salute yeah. because 
he got the guy got flogged for because not saluting. Him. Yeah. So now they're like, look, we're saluting you, and they Asshole. make him feel yeah. horrendous. Yeah. He starts. He has like a panic attack. Yeah, he has like a panic attack. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he decides to off himself. himself. He, he jumps. He jumps. This is best for everybody. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He's like, he, this is best for. Well, everybody. he jumped. Nobody and, like, likes me. The next day it rained. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, here's another aspect of the movie. The movie um, is kind of uh, religious in a little way, yeah. Because what happens? They the guy kills himself, mm-hmm. and it's not until Russell Crowe asks God for the their forgiveness that they uh, they, they drove they this man to do this. to do this, and and they, he asks God to forgive all of them for that. Yeah. And the second he does that, that's when the wind picks up. Um, sure. And then, of course, they they have in full later in the movie a, re- a recitation of uh, the Our Father. Yeah. yeah. So there, there's um there's definitely a bit of religiosity in the movie. There should be. Absolutely, there should. Well, be. I mean, this, for the this time is the period, culture yeah. that they're this depicting. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, you could have the man of science, who would be the doctor, I guess, dismiss right. any of that. Um, it's all a coincidence. That's... Russell Crowe believes the Jonah thing. Oh, he says it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he explicitly says it, and and he's debated by the doctor. The doctor goes, "You don't believe this, do right. you?" He comes from a scientific like, eh. standpoint of it. <laughs> he's like, oh. and you know, he can dismiss it away as uh, coincidence, just like any viewer could. So you've got to make your choice on where you stand on that depiction in the film. Yeah. And now the next thing is the only gripe I have with the film. Okay. okay. The shooting. You don't like this. It comes. It comes out of nowhere. It comes out of nowhere. I, you, I get why it would happen. But it was the most, it was the least believable moment. I don't know how you guys felt about that. I don't know what was unbelievable about it. The guy went to look at a bird. The bird's following the boat. And another guy's trying to shoot the bird, and he gets in the way. But he's aiming the rifle at everyone. Yeah, but Dick Cheney in, like, 2004 yeah. also shot a dude in the face while they were hunting. <laughs> this point. happens. Yeah, Valid it's point. an accident. Valid point. You guys want to go hunting? <laughs> <laughs> No one can wear orange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they lose the doctor. Well, he's out of commission. So the new doctor has to basically do what in modern time would be Google surgery. Lessons. Yes. Well, <laughs> he's uh, the up. boat is also rocking. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They Russell can't do surgery. Russell Crowe has to make the dis- he he chooses his friend over the target. The mission. Yeah. He's like, and they had had an, a big argument right before. Yeah, they had a huge fight. Yeah. About. Is he being prideful? Is he going beyond? That's pride fucking with you. Yeah. yeah. Is he going beyond what is called for on this mission? Um, yeah. And they, go, they have to go back to the Galapagos, so the doctor will get what he wants after he is... Well, I also well he, think, he does surgery on himself. I also think he's not choosing his friend. I think he's choosing what's best for the mission because he realizes there's no other surgeon. Yeah, well... So if we don't see this guy's life, we're all dead. The doctor is You need the doctor. Yeah. Yeah, so... Because shit is constantly going yeah, right. wrong. This is a mission-critical thing to keep this man alive. And I think that kind of overweighs the friendship. You don't think he did it for, for personal reasons? I, I think, think if that guy wasn't a doctor, if he wasn't a doctor, they're, I'm not, with Steve. they're not stopping. It was utilitarian. Yeah. I don't think so because they make a point of it that the doctor makes the same sacrifice for him later. But that's, that's, just, the exact because, same that's just because he Jack sh- was such a good commander that his underlings are willing to sacrifice their own nature because of his good commandship, commandmanship. Maybe, but I I think I think Jack was questioning his uh, his own motivation after they had that fight, him and the doctor. I think he was questioning 
himself. He's like, am I being a tyrant? Am I being? Am I going adult? too am far? Am I going too far? And, sure. And now he had to make the decision. You know, do I lose my my humanity? Well, I do think Adam, though. You know? I do. <laughs> I do think though that if the doctor wasn't a doctor, I do think Crow would have continued the mission. Yeah. Even if he, they had the same friendship. Yes, yes, I do. 100%. Because the mission comes first, but the doctor is such an important piece mm -hmm. that it's more important to the overall survival of the crew and ship and potentially completing the mission. Yeah. Well, from his from his perspective, the mission is over after this. They've lost the Ash. Yeah. There's no catching up to it once you go back. Uh, it's only by a stroke of luck that they will yes. and the doctor's sacrifice. Um so remember, he's given even, up. He's given up the mission by going back. Even if men get sick at sea, if the other surgeon mm -hmm. was just as competent Higgins, of a doctor, which he clearly isn't, he isn't. He would have kept going, but yeah, because I he's not, so. it's like we. I'm going to lose guys left and right if I don't have this this mm -hmm. man. So, yeah, it's mission critical. Yeah, you're. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I do think his personal reasons. It definitely helps. Are more it important. Yeah, yeah, it helps at least for the movie. Sure. I don't know. I think it's, it's one of those debatable. things where you could take it like the let religion thing. Let us know what thing. you think, guys. Yeah. <laughs> guys and girls. and who, uh, Let us know. Yeah, why did Russell Crowe? Yeah. I think it's... I'm with you. Um, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I think it was the mission. We know it's Because mm -hmm. everything before this has been mission right. first. Like, if I passed right, out wait, right now... Let me ask you a question. Would Kirk... Kirk, we know, would, would stop the mission to save Bones, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It cool. plays like a Trek episode. Yeah, if we're going by Trek rules, <laughs> he's also going, where's the nearest culture I can but like, interfere with? But, like, if Matt passed out, like, right now, we would keep going, you know? But oh. if I passed out, you'd have to, like, resuscitate me. <laughs> yeah, we'd, we'd get beef for back. You feel safe in that. Stop right. the show. <laughs> um, I see other pods, and I'm just like, damn fine podsmanship, boys. <laughs> Love, we got to sink the ship. <laughs> but yeah, so the doctor performs surgery on himself, gets a bullet out with a piece of his shirt. This yep. is a really cool stuff. Based off a real story, but not from this time period. Oh, tell me about it. All there right. was a surgeon who performed surgery on himself. Uh, there are pictures of it where you see him looking down and cutting like near his appendix. You don't know anything? Like, I don't know. That? I don't know the, uh, no, that's that's all I really have. I wasn't planned to do that, but okay. now that it came into my head and I remembered it. You can look it up if you uh -huh. want, but that's... A, I'm sure doctors have performed surgery on themselves in the past. That's it, well, I'm just saying it's not too far-fetched. Uh, Rambo did. Leonoid Rugazov performed surgery on his own appendix. Yeah. Wow. Told you. There you go. When was Wasn't that? I? He's a Russian doctor, uh, like, Soviet doctor, so 1950s, yeah. I, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see if I can find it. Pretty crazy, year. right? Well, that's all. He was uh, 1961. Yeah. Okay. There you go. There you go. I remember seeing the picture, being like, "Holy crap!" And then I saw this, and I was like, <gasps> "Yeah." Like, oh, that that actually. And he he. I he did it on a research base in Antarctica because no one else was there. Wow. It's exactly, yeah. Similar situation. It's very similar situation. Yep. I wonder if that's where they they got that idea from because it was written around the same time, right? The sixties. This is sixty nine. So yeah. yeah, it could be I in his head. Think Maybe that's, that was what happened. I love it because they hold a mirror up so the doctor can cut out. The, the cloth. Yeah. Because if the cloth is in there, it's going to get gonna infected. Infect, you're yeah. going to die. And Crow is holding the mirror and he's like yes. almost vomiting. Yeah. You see <laughs> you see the toughness of the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's not a fighter. He's not a, a battle. But this, nerd. this is his, you know. This is what he this does. This is his world. Yeah. 
Yeah. And Crow is like, this is fucking gross. Yeah. <laughs> and they got that other, like, simple guy mm. holding the mirror. Simple ass, <laughs> stupid ass Jack. Like, He's like, please hold the mirror still. They're all just like, oh. <laughs> it's a great scene. Yeah, and I guess like the next day he's healed up a little bit and they go out looking for specimens. Animals. Well, they wake up and they're like on land and like people are playing cricket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some tortoises. They're back at the Galapagos, yeah. right? Well, they were yeah. when he did the surgery. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they went to land. So him, Octavian Caesar, and uh, <laughs> and the simple guy go out Caesar. looking for lizards. <laughs> and while he's there, he sees the flightless bird that they, he's after. They yeah. walk, yeah. They march to the other side of the island. Yep. And he climbs up a hill. And while he's at this hill, he sees the real frog. He sees, <laughs> yes. <laughs> he sees the Ashan. The Asheron. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh shit, we gotta go." And, and he makes ditch everything. He <laughs> he sacrifices all the discoveries he's just made. Yeah. Which yep. yeah, there was a long sequence. Of, yeah, it's a lot. Really cool stuff. Oh, yeah. That was the thing be- when I had rewatched it. Mm-hmm. Before I rewatched it, that was the thing I remembered the most. Galapagos. The Galapagos shit. In my mind, mm-hmm. the whole movie took place on the Galapagos <laughs> of them just looking for shit. <laughs> and I was like, that's sequence. why it's so boring. In my head, that's like what I remembered the movie as. <laughs> I was like, it's two hours of them just fucking walking so around the Galapagos looking at turtles. But when we were talking, I'd be like, yes, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> he basically sacrifices him being Darwin. Yes. yes. You know, to, to ooh, I feel fly. To, uh, to do, you know, to do his duty. And that would have been the better, to the betterment of humanity, right? He's expanding sure. human knowledge and science and things like that for the martial, you know. But it's always something they right, go back to. Right here, right now type thing. Of fighting the French, we can always go back, right? Always yeah. go back. Yes, yeah. and and they were going to at the end. Well, but. he brings one thing with him that's crucial: the stick. The fast. He brings a stick, and Russell Crowe's yeah. like, "You discovered a stick." He's like, "No, it's a stick bug. It's yeah. a phasmid." And he explains like it disguises wh- itself as a stick to yeah. defeat its predators. And then Crowe's like, oh, oh, "I have an idea. An idea. Yes. I'm going to go Kirk." <laughs> So uh, this is so cool. <laughs> so now they know where the ash run is. And he's so like, they... Jack, you're the predator. Right. And he's like, <laughs> I have a face. Like I am a an ugly motherfucker. <laughs> I have a face like a vagina. <laughs> um, so here's our next uh, Tony Cochran thing. Tony, okay. Tom, Tom. Tony. <laughs> Tony. That Tony. sounds like a lounge scene. Hey, Tony yeah, Cochran. Tony Cochran. <laughs> Thomas Cochran. <laughs> So he had a famous battle, probably his most famous battle, was against a Spanish ship called the El Garo, I believe. The El Gamo. And uh, he was piloting a ship called the Speedy. That's a crappy name. Uh, He pissed off somebody in Parliament because he was kind of a reckless guy, and he was demoted to be the captain of this ship, the Speedy, which was like a silly name, a little sloop with not many guns <laughs> and wasn't very powerful. And El Gamo is like this giant battleship. It's kind of like the premise of this whole movie. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, and the way he defeated the El Gamo was by pretending to be an American ship. He was hoisting the United States flag and got so close to the El Gamo that when uh, they eventually raised the Union Jack and revealed that they were a British Union ship. flag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's only the Union Jack. On land? Oh, no. You're, it's only the Union Jack at sea. You're actually correct. Mm-hmm. It's the Union flag anytime it's not at uh-huh. sea. Sorry. Uh-huh. 
Um, he got so close that when El Gamo fired its guns, they couldn't hit it. They shot above it. Wow. So they were able to just blast into the hull That's and so then cool. board it and fight their way into destroying the ship and capturing everyone on board. Uh, that is exactly what happens in yes. the final yeah. sequence of this movie. Uh, only they disguise themselves as a whaling ship. Right. So, in and this, this battle is so awesome. This is <laughs> top top five battle sequences. So they ever. so they lay the trap. <laughs> yeah, they got the grenades. They, they got they, the Royal yeah. Marines. They plant guns along the edges. Yes. They change the ship name. Yes. Um, the Sirene. Or and they light smoke to show that they're damaged. That, well, the French come up on them because they think they're a whaler. Mm-hmm. They think they're a damaged whaling yeah. ship, and they're like, "Oh, this oh, is this easy pickings. easy kill." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have blue armbands to show who's friendly, which reminds me of another army. You know, who's red <laughs> though? Um, <laughs> and they have. I an thought you were going to say the uh, the natives from Gangs of New York. Yeah, they do do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, they get a great speech. This is England. This ship. Oh, yes. this ship is England. Oh. Yes. England is under threat of invasion, and they go huzzah! <laughs> Just like this pot is Jersey. <laughs> I love the. I love doing that one. Yeah. The, the, the. So, I think they fire like a warning shot, right? Like they fire a warning shot over the well, they ship, and they say like we're coming to get you, like you know. Yeah, you know the French. You know he's got the the loudspeaker and he's mm-hmm. yelling at yeah. them to, to stand down. And when they get up alongside them, they throw up the flag. And open fire. Let fly! Now, real quick, can I talk about this? Yeah. You guys are loving this moment. Yeah. But I want to go back to an earlier moment in the show's history mm-hmm. yeah. where I spoke about if I was a pirate, I would never put up my country's flag. Yeah. If I was yeah. any sort You're of scene. I do remember this. I would yeah. wait. I remember this conversation. <laughs> I legit was doing the Russell Crowe thing. No, yeah. you said you wouldn't put it up no. at all. Yeah. You're supposed you, to put it up before you, you attack. Yeah. You wouldn't put it up. No. Honor, honor demands that you yeah. show it. They put it up the and say, second. let fly. Right. So they're so much better because they put up a flag yes. after they lure them in? Yes. <laughs> you wouldn't uh, say let fly. No, I would just blow them up. Just... I'll raise it after I win. They, they make a big deal about how the gunners have to aim for the main mast of the Asheron yes. and cripple it before. So it can't move. Otherwise, right. they're done. And they managed to pull that off. So the first volley brings down the mast. And that's when you get that shot of them next to each other. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God. This is like, so cool. Yeah. And now it's boarding time. It's pretty cool when they board. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the the fat guy gets it in the head yeah. right the, away. The French play possum. Oh, yeah. The French play dead. They do the exact same <laughs> tactics that they've been yep. fighting. They lay dead. They're like, oh, yeah, they got us Yeah, it shows you that the French, like, whatever's going on on the French ship is just as good. <laughs> yeah. As- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the one-armed kid, balls of steel. Yes. This child. Well, he gives <laughs> command of the ship to a child. Yes. He's like, he's like when everyone else is gone, you're he's in command a lord. now. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Lord Blakely. Yeah. You, you really can't <laughs> underestimate this kid because there's cannons firing. They're, they are so close that they could just jump into the, the yeah. cannon holes. And they see the cannon aiming for their hull, and he goes, we got to take this cannon out. Yeah. The kid lifts the cannon and blasts the other one, and you'll see a huge <laughs> explosion killing like six people. And it's like, this is this is the greatest thing ever. This is better than any pirate movie I've ever seen. <laughs> like... <laughs> And yeah. they release angry prisoners. Yeah, they released the whalers that were in the in the, yeah. in the hull. And the whalers just let's fucking go. go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the English officers actually like are very skillful with these blades. 
Yeah, the defense. Yeah. Even the doctor defensive. gets in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, this is just fantastic. And now we get every moment of this movie is, is brilliant. The, uh, <laughs> a scene that you kind of know what's up if you're if you're a Trek fan, but I'm assuming if you're not, you you don't see it coming as, as much. You mean the doctor the scene? The doctor scene. Yeah. Uh I know the first time I saw it, I didn't see it coming. Oh yeah? Yeah. I didn't see it coming. Yeah. Oh really? Oh. You did? You 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 called it? Yeah. Yeah. So Well, do you know what I actually like thought? Because they're like the 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 Hollywood trope, I thought uh what's his name? The Lord um the famous dude. Russell Crowe? No, no, no. His uh Bettany? His uh, the guy he, Lord Nelson. Oh. oh, okay. I legit thought Lord Nelson was going to be the commander of the privateer ship at one point, just to like throw it for a <laughs> what? I, well, just because I'm like, oh, they're talking about him so much, and then you know, just because. <laughs> were just, you familiar I'm with, glad with they Nelson didn't. at all? Not really. That's why. So I'm they sorry. ruin history at the end of the movie. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a it's a Tarantino movie. Yeah. Would have been surprising in, in our <laughs> line of work, <laughs> uh, but that didn't happen, thank God. Uh, but I did say like, okay. That's clearly there's like, a double cross that's here. That's not the commander. Like I was, I thought it was on the up and up. Yeah, so you know? did I. No, I didn't think that because it it he was so cunning the whole time. Why would he stop now? Right. You well, know? let's talk. Let's fucking say what we're yeah. talking about here. Okay. Uh, Russell Crowe enters the, um, the sick bay. Yep. And uh, the infirmary, rather. Yep. Yeah. And the doctor. The doctor. The surgeon has the captain on the table. Yeah. And he's dead. He died in the first volley. And he surrenders his sword to Russell Crowe. He says, if they board the ship, to give you this sword. Right. And the doctor hands him the commander's sword. Right. He's like, all right, we won. Yeah. And then they have, and battle's over. Yeah. They take the ship a prize, and he splits half the crew to go on that ship. They're to go to some, I forgot. Portsmouth. Yeah. Okay. First make up, yeah. promoted to captain of the other ship. Right. Yep. There's a Spock lot of people. Got, Spock became captain right. there. Yeah, a lot of familiar faces died in that battle. Yeah, we they, we we got a great scene where they kind of show all the people Burial. we lost. Yeah. And like individually. They bury them, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, bury at sea. Bury at sea, yeah. They sit like they say a prayer. Mm-hmm. Um and then the post scene. Yes, this is the where they're thing back. We're about. Him and the doctor are back, you know, doing their fiddle yep. slash cello thing. And oh, well, Russell Crowe is like, okay, what we're going to do now, we're going to go to the Galapagos yeah, for yeah. like two weeks. We're going to repair. And we'll, we'll rendezvous. Meet back up in England. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, he was good. They were taking him to drop the prisoners off somewhere. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they, they, have com- a they compare stories yeah. about what just went down, and they realize, oh, shit. The surgeon was really the captain. Yeah. Yes. Which means he's alive, alive on, on the that ship, ship with the prisoners. So they have to turn around. We have to the stop doc, this. The yeah. doctor loses his second chance of going to the Galapagos. <laughs> yeah. And, and the he, goes, he <laughs> says, the bird's not going anywhere. It can't right. fly. Right. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. That's the end some, of the movie. And it ends music. with them going Shake. after right. the yeah. Archon. The adventure continues. Which yeah. I'm like, God damn, I want to see like what happens next. What happens next? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> it is. I, I, so I looked ahead. I know what happens next. Oh yeah, yeah. Russell Crowe actually goes and starts fighting around the world. <laughs> now he couldn't. He wanted to fight cancer, and he couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. But he found a man Tugger with, with cancer. <laughs> yeah, he had his boat Tugger with him. <laughs> waiting. What What was that about? Did he have some kind of scandal? What did? Yeah, he, do? he was like. 
at the time he was like fighting in public all the time <laughs> with like paparazzi and like anybody. I remember Christian Bale threw a phone at his mom. Do you remember that? I thought that was Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe threw a phone at someone. Oh, maybe it was Crowe. Yeah. Hmm. Either way, <laughs> I'd ask guy. <laughs> Fuck. This is, this is just the best movie. It's, and I realized, yeah. like, it wasn't my favorite movie ever. It's still mm-hmm. not my favorite movie ever, mm-hmm. but... It's now, after this last watch, it's moved up to, like, being in my top five. Wow. It's it's, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's no wasted scene. Yeah. You know, every moment is good. It, it's well it's, written. It's it looks fucking gorgeous. The feel is perfect. The acting's perfect. I'm kind of with you. And this the to- is a perfect The movie. topic is so, like, you don't see this. No, not, you know, in, not in this vicious detail. Right. Like, the just the ships themselves, the design, the ropes everywhere, the chaos of it, but, like, the, the order of it simultaneously, it feels so cool. Mm-hmm. It just, everything about it. If you it. haven't seen this, go watch you it. You need to watch this. This is a, <laughs> this is a like, if reviewing history has a list of movies you need to watch in your life, this is this is up there. Yeah, in my like it is this revolution and the future. Yes, Gladiator revolution. Two. The Walt and Mickey. <laughs> yeah, Walt before Mickey. Yeah, you got. <laughs> and House of Gucci. House of Gucci. <laughs> House of Gucci. You gotta watch just because you'll be saying you Maria Gucci. Maria Gucci for months. I think I spent six months. And Lady Gaga's like, ass looks it. pretty good. Let's not yeah. let's not get ourselves. I'm gonna beat her on the bush. <laughs> Or maybe you will. <laughs> Who knows? You uh, what another one for the for the history books. Do we books really have to say what we we rate this? Because I think me, I told you, you it's I ten. Are, I'm, I think I'm with a ten. Are you a ten? I'm not a ten. I hate figured to, you weren't, but I hate to break it. But to you what guys. are you? I'm an eight. Eight, respectable. Yeah. Do you have anything in your mind that drops points? Yeah. What's the gripe? Is there a gripe? Is it because you couldn't? Or is draw it just something? you just feel like it could be? It doesn't hit you the same way. It doesn't hit me the same. I think I liked it more the last time I watched it. Why? Because we did it together and we were just gushing. I think it took me by. <laughs> I think it took me by surprise last time. How much? It was, where like I hadn't seen it in right. like twenty years, and now I understood everything. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't hitting me with those themes again. And this time I did find it a little slower because I knew everything that was going to happen. Right. So it didn't entertain me in the same way. Whereas like Braveheart, even though I've seen that a million times, there's like battles throughout it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's funner. Okay. There's more fun there. Yeah, there's definitely more fun in other movies. It's not a humorous movie. But there's jokes in it, which are, are great. Yeah. 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 So it, it's good. Like I'm not, it's it's an eight, you know, it's a, that's a good movie. Okay. I recommend yeah, of it. Of course. I think all of us do. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Last order of business. Let's see it. Let's see it. Right. Do you know I wrote a book about naval stuff? Yeah, what's it called? It is called 101 Tales of the Sea. 101. Is it 101 so. ways you man- that you could sell? And you managed to write all 101 <laughs> tales? Yep. Okay. What are you referencing? <laughs> all right. Um. Okay. Do you want to give a uh, the old college try? What do you think it is? Explaining this, you don't know what it is. I know what it is, but I want him to explain what he's seeing. I don't know. I like. I get that. I know what it is. It's obviously a ship. ship. But without context, would I get that? 
My book was actually called Astonishing Tales of the Astonishing Sea. Astonishing Tales of the Sea. That yeah. sounds more familiar. What I wrote from? about the Andrea Dory. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Without context, I would say this is a... It looks like a banana with holes in it. Maybe. And... Like two of those, you know those sword toothpicks that they put yes, in drinks? Yes. They yeah. stuck them in the top. It kind of does look like that. <laughs> I would say this is a fifth grader's interpretation of a Mortal Kombat level. There's <laughs> spikes on the ground, they're fighting on a floating platform, and there's some details in the back that I don't know what they are. You <laughs> really aren't able to tell what it is? I thought that was one of my better ones. It's a ship, but without context, I probably could not tell you. You really wouldn't be able to say that was a ship without context? Dude, it's a banana with holes. <laughs> and it's it has a banana. Do you know what it has? It has do you know when you get a, a drink, like a tropical drink, and it has the umbrellas stuck in it? That's like the banana with the two umbrellas. Remember you guys insulted the way it. I eat bananas? Well, okay, you, you're savage. You don't unpeel it. Yeah, you're just you're a, <laughs> No, I do unpeel it. Oh, that's he, right. He peels the whole thing off and just holds the banana in his hand like a fucking Orangutan. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. No I one does I remove that. the banana fully from the peel, and the peel gets thrown away, and then I just eat the banana. And he holds the raw banana. You have a handle. You have a handle so you don't have to touch the banana. So the banana like, stays clean. Yeah. Your hand stays clean when you You're eat the banana. You're just wiping your so ass I'm grabbing Am I eating filthy bananas? Banana. It's your hands on the fruit you're eating where you can have like, Why a nice Why is that wrapper. okay with when an you apple? Eat ro- when you eat chicken, do you just grab it and just like, no. you go in? What, how, what about what else? a fork? Actually, you could do it if it's like fried chicken. People yeah, do that. It has a cover. People eat buffalo wings. I don't eat those. I don't like anything that gets on your hands. But you eat a banana with no peel. Yeah, it's a banana. It's clean. It's nice. Like, I haven't eaten Doritos in like 20 years because I don't like that they leave residue. On what about a fingers. Cheeto? Cheeto is so delicious that I have had Cheetos, okay. but I don't like it. When you eat, <laughs> do you know when you get like the breakfast melons? Cantaloupe and like you know honeydew. Do you just are those take- breakfast melons? Yeah, yeah. You never had like that for breakfast. I, yeah, I have, but I don't know that the do designated for breakfast. With your hand. Yeah, like you don't use like a fork. I could do it either way. It's it's watery. How do you eat an orange? You unpeel it. Yeah, and then and then you eat it. Do you bite into the orange? Yeah, and no, just I don't let bite. Juices yeah, go all right. over your fucking hands because that's what you're doing with the banana. You guys, you just have you have. Fruit juice all you over your hands. I don't know anything when you about fruit. When you eat an apple, <laughs> right? Do you eat it with the skin on, or do you peel it and just hold no, the raw it the apple? Sk- I eat it with the skin on. It's the same thing. You know what? Leave it let, back. Yeah, let, let every, it everyone else can know. Let it be. Well, can I give you guys a food hack? You got a food hack. A food hack. Yeah. Okay. Now you guys won't be able to do this unless you're at my house. I could hook you up. So, <laughs> what? The, so I had Oreos the other day, right? And I needed some milk to dunk it in, but we didn't have any milk. Oh no! But oh, my no. wife had her breast milk. You didn't do this. You didn't do this. No, no, no. You didn't. I did. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You're I did. You're lying. You didn't eat people milk. Prove it. I have breast milk in my house. If we go to my house right after this, I'll what drink it some. One hundred percent, I want to watch you. I, I didn't mind it. It was kind of um, sweet, almost. That's but for it your could, child, right? She's gonna make more. But like, is there? I was now, in a I was in a critical situation. How am now, I gonna have Oreos without milk? Is there now Oreo pieces in the milk waiting for your child to eat this, or did you drink the milk as well? <laughs> That's so vile to do. Oh, is that vile? <laughs> well, I like the vile I'm, part. I, well, look, this is a. Were fake you story. chugging it? No, this I, is I real. I don't buy it. I want to know. 
No, I put it in a cup, but I'm thinking right. if I took, because you put it in a bag to hold it, right? Mm. But I'm thinking if I, like, just, just dunking Oreos in the bag Weird. and then seal it up and you put it You have a bag of tit milk? I have several bags of tit milk. Why is it going in a bag, not in, like, a cup? That's just, like, what, like, the storage mechanism they use for it is. You can freeze it in shit. Well, I don't in know. other countries, they have, like, bagged milk. You get, you get liquids in bags. Yeah, in Canada, yeah. they drink the milk from a bag. Yeah. The hell? I don't know. About I that. know it's I know, really right? weird, I've seen right? It in Eastern cultures where like they What's put that like, thing? stuff in bags. Like it's a sack of wine. You sack of wine! I, I, didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even mean to reference that. Thank you, Brad Pitt. But no, um, the the wine satchel. You ever see that? Like the uh, skin, the yeah, wine skin. I think so. I yeah, isn't that like it. ancient? Like, yeah, yeah, I guess it <laughs> is. Well, you would put stuff in like like the the <laughs> stomach of animals. You'll use it as like to hold stuff. Like, sure, instruments do that. Like like bagpipes for like stomachs. Yeah, you could just use it to store stuff hmm. or cook it. Try it. You try it. Sack of wine. Sack. Uh, yeah, but half of all Canadian milk apparently is like served in a bag. Is Brian, half who was Canadian who was milk? The king of Mycenae in Greece in that movie. In, in Agamemnon. Yeah! <laughs> I remember. I remember. You just... Tr try and trick me up. <laughs> trick me up, bitch. Some history student somewhere just got their life saved because <laughs> you reminds them. Uh, now, wait. Yeah, you're a vile human. Why? I was in a pinch. Would you have Oreos without anything to wash it down? Yes. Yeah. What? Anything else because you're an adult. No, you need and milk. You don't, don't steal your child's Oreo fan, to be perfectly honest. Me either. Chips but they were there. Look at Chips Ahoy. I love Chips Ahoy. Do you know what you do? You eat the Chips Ahoy. If, if it, I would literally I any other liquid. I definitely eat cookies without milk more than I do with milk. I'd like, I don't think I've had cookies and milk since I was a child. I think oh, I you're hate, missing I, out, I, man. I think I hate both of you. Why? Just in general now. <laughs> Just. <laughs> Wait, so you guys, if your wives are pregnant, I don't know you what wouldn't trust me more. You eating Oreos with your children's <laughs> milk, breast milk, Kid milk, or him eating Oreos without milk since he was a child. Wait, I'm a human. Why can't I have human milk? Because it's your daughter's. It's not for you. It, we're a family unit. It's in the fridge. I, I think I wouldn't be mad Soci if... Socially, people don't generally drink people milk. Adult don't... Uh, it's not an adult it's thing. It's people. <laughs> it's for children. The milk is people. <laughs> it's for children. It's, it's not an adult thing. And he's just... He's him. He eats bananas weird. Yeah. I, I'm fed up with Now, guys, I want, next time you're eating a banana... I, I'm... <laughs> fuck this. I'm going full mutiny. F screw both of you. Neither of you are part of this ship. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna be rudderless. He's gonna punch us. And then it's the Steve stole yeah. Steve solo hour. We're gonna have to sail all the way to <laughs> Indonesia. <laughs> Me and Anne are gonna be on Tortuga alone, just drinking rum. I'm gonna be like, "Where's the breast milk?" <laughs> Come here. <laughs> Shows. Yeah, I start suckling yeah. at Anne's teeth. Mm. Hot. I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk no me? Pain. Ugh. Ugh. That's it, guys. Yes. Another, another. <laughs> End on a song. Horrible note. Why is that a horrible note? I'm disgusted. I thought it's loving that, like, me and my wife and daughter, like, you it's know. Not loving. It's no? not loving. It's not so loving. So, wait, when you, got, when you guys have your. Oh, I gotta eat my cookies and milk. I'm a gluttonous slob. I can't just wait to get regular milk that I normally eat. I gotta drink out of this bag of. I already dip. had a mouthful of Oreos. <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>
I can't control myself. It's a convenience store. Less than a mile. I gotta take food from the mouth of my child. There's more. It's not like she's gonna be starving. You got if you if you guys were eating a couple years from now, you're gonna face this situation. You're yeah. gonna finish your dinner. And your daughter is going to have some left on her plate. Are you just going to start taking just from it? it? There's more. <laughs> is she? Is There's she, more food in the world, honey. <laughs> if she eating went, if she was, I'm still hungry. Eating all her chicken nuggets, just fucking going eating to her town. Oreos. Yep. Eating her Oreos. <laughs> if she is still sleeping, yes, of course, I would eat her food. It's not like we don't have food. It's not a life or death situation. Mm -hmm. I just had a mouthful of Oreos. There was no milk. Oh, I needed to something to wash down. it down. Yeah. Did you, did oh, you, my throat is dry. It's I'm so dying. decadent. Did you attach oh, the, the bottle cream, cap? The cream. Did you attach the, attach the bottle crumbs. nipple? Did you put it in the in the in a cup and attach the nipple and just suck <laughs> it out of the nipple like the a nipple. fucking like the grown man you are? <laughs> Did you go, mama, mama? <laughs> well, I'm gonna start doing though. If I get thir if I get thirsty at night, do you think my wife would oh, find mama. it weird if oh, I just mama. start oh, sucking mama. her boobs? Sucking mama. tits. Oh, 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 baby. I am baby. You are mama. <laughs> Give me the milk. So milk you guys will not. So you milk. guys have no curiosity about what breast milk tastes like. <laughs> no, especially not after you did that. <laughs> you really have no curiosity. I'm not uh, even going to be able to see my future child do it because I'm already thinking of that. I don't think so, no. <laughs> my, 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 my. Oh, no. I'm not you there, <laughs> but yeah, as of right now, no, I'm not. <laughs> when it's there in front of you, you'll, your curiosity may strike. You just you want to know. Mm. Were you breastfed? I was not. Oh, that's why he's repulsed by breasts. This is a Freudian thing for him. Wait, isn't that supposed to do the opposite effect? No, it's, it's he was not oh, breastfed. There it is. Oh, that makes sense. He was not breastfed, so he's repressed. He is no, he, he's disgusted by breasts and breast milk, and he's projecting it onto me. <laughs> We're end on a high note, boys. I'm done. <laughs> See you later. Goodbye. What do they got to do? Like Eat bananas correctly. That's what you have to do. And don't drink breast milk. <laughs> Please. <sighs> Want to give a big thank you all to everybody listening and or watching on YouTube. Please like and subscribe. Hit the bell to get notifications about what's happening. You know, what we release. Want to give a thank you to Brywalt Q Ganum. Get them. Glynis record down in the studio. Thank you guys so very much. Check out Tell Em Steve Dave, uh, their Patreon, all that good stuff. Tons of content coming out of there. Come on down to the studio here. Check it out. Buy some merch. Visit Get Them. Tell them Reviewing oh, History sent you. <laughs> I mean, you have a wall behind you of all their stuff. I know, but I want them to know. They all know already. <laughs> Maybe I really. All right. If you're a listener of the show. And you don't know us personally, and you're not a Tell Him Steve Day fan, please send an email. I want to hear how the fuck you found us <laughs> and why you're listening to this. Um, please. And you could send that email to reviewinghistorypod at gmail.com. Review History Pod on Twitter, Reviewing History everywhere else or reviewinghistorypod.com you could buy some merch follow me personally on all social media Holy Brian shit. Rupert that's with two P's follow me on Letterboxd I rank or review every single movie I watch even the ones in my personal life and me and my wife are starting an all breast milk 
cooking service where we will make cheese for you and other sort of breast milk. So if you are interested in that and you're not repulsed, you're not repulsed by breasts like Aunt G, you know, you could just hit me up. (laughs) You done? Maybe. I don't know. I may just filibuster this now and see how long I can keep it going. So the thing with the breast milk it, when you taste it, you really want to uh, like gurgle it around and right. swish around and really enjoy it. Thanks, guys. Bye.